For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast, your burst of weekly inspiration to keep your mindset on track to manifest your greatest desires. I am Jude Don't, your host, a world-renowned mindset coach, helping my clients and now you, the listener, to break free of the mental struggle, find contentment, meaning and purpose in your life. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in and listening. Oh, I do hope you all enjoyed the Friday little bonus one that I put on. It was a bit of a spare of the moment decision, so it came out, I think, middle of the day rather than first thing in the morning. So I'm going to try and record the Friday one at the same time that I record this, and then hopefully you'll get that steady stream coming through. But I would love to have your feedback about anything about the the content that I put out, if there's anything that you want me to focus on on a podcast episode, get in touch. I had a lovely lady contact me, emailed me from Australia to say how much she was loving the podcast. And it's nuts, absolutely nuts to think how far this podcast goes and how many people jump on a call and then say, I've been listening to the podcast. Absolutely love it, guys. So thanks once again for listening in and for engaging with the content as well. Let us tell you a little bit about what I've been up to. So last Tuesday, the episode went out with Danny on there, which I got loads of lovely feedback about. Now, Danny is definitely like, if you were to write down what my ideal client is, Danny is it in terms of what she was struggling with, um, what else she tried you know, although we had very much a a different childhood, most people do, nobody's childhood's exactly the same, um, in terms of where we'd ended up, you know, like really, really struggling with our mental health and trying other forms of therapy and nothing working. It was very, very similar. So to be able to support Danny to get to where she is now is an absolute joy. It's, It's the reason I got into this work. It's the reason I continue doing this work. 
the reason I set up the academy as well, like knowing that I had a method and a framework that could get somebody from that mindset space, that level of depression and anxiety into a consistent positive state, I've realized I had something that could be transferred to other coaches and to give them the opportunity to be able to use that framework with their clients. So that's what I do. That is my Unbreakable Mindset Academy. That is where people sign up to become not just life coaches, but Unbreakable Mindset coaches. And I've just taken on another four students in the last two weeks. So that's been lovely doing their inductions, getting them on boarded, helping them start their journey. And it's just, it's a lovely, lovely feeling to know that I still get to do my one-to-one coaching and make that difference. But I also then get to share that with other coaches who are then going to go and make transformations in other people's lives as well. So it's, it's amazing. Now with that, there's a reason why I'm telling you all of this is because it's a transition for me in terms of focus of doing less one-to-ones because I need to then concentrate on the academy. So I only have space for one or two people a month to work with me one-to-one so that I can actually focus on the students in the academy and support that side of the business as well. So the last week has been challenging. I was going to say tough, but I would say challenging. I have been reaching out to work with different people to support me in my business. So whether that's marketing people, I've got an amazing lady who I work with who's going to support me with that marketing side of things, or whether it's um, looking at um, legal advice so I can set up some new contracts for people who are going to come and work in my business as well. So there's a lot been going on. And although it's really exciting, there has been moments when my mood has gone like up and down. And I would say it was kind of mid-level anyway, because when you're stepping outside your comfort zone, like it's scary. It is really scary and it feels uncomfortable because it's not your comfort zone. So when certain things don't work out or when something doesn't go to plan, then I you know, like anyone, you know, as much as I do have an unbreakable mindset and I am in a positive headspace, I can get a bit down. I can be a little bit sad about things if things aren't going in the direction that I want them to, if certain things aren't coming off in the way that I'd like them to. So it's been a bit of that this week. And what I'm really good at is saying to my husband, I feel a bit sad today, right? And I want want you to just understand the difference between I feel a bit sad to sadness, panic, anxiousness, overwhelm, and then panic because you know you're feeling anxious and sad because you feel like you're always going to be sad and being sad about feeling sad. And can you see like how much that can impact you? if you haven't got control of those thoughts. And Danny picked out something lovely in that podcast episode that I did with her where she said, it's like you train people how to do thought management. 
And I've never actually used that terminology before. And I loved how Danny picked it out. And last week I noticed how how it becomes the norm when you do have an unbreakable mindset, how it becomes the norm that thought management is something that you lean into. So last week, I noticed that my mood was a bit sad. I noticed I was feeling low. Um, I'd come into work. I was tired because my little one had been up early. There was people cancelling on things, sessions that I'd booked in, calls that I'd booked in people not getting back to us like there was so much and I was like just feeling so low and so tired but the powerful thing with thought management is the acknowledgement of those feelings so those feelings don't frighten me and I want you to all take this on board that when we get sad and low and overwhelmed our body goes into panic mode because it's that fight or flight where you think you can't cope and you don't feel protected. So you then panic further. And that's when anxiety almost just breathes. You know, like positivity breeds positivity, negativity breeds negativity. And when you're in that mood and you don't have control over your thoughts, they then start controlling you and everything feels worse. So it doesn't matter what happens that week or that day things will start to feel much worse if you don't have control over it so noticing that I was having a bad day and I was starting to feel low and accepting that that is step one step one is accepting that you feel low and acknowledging that you're having a bit of a crap moment or a crap day and the tough thing about manifestation is that when we feel like we're feeling low We can also, when we feel anxious, we can panic about being anxious. When we feel alone, we're in a manifestation. We can panic because we think we're inviting more in of that. But I want you to know you are allowed to process feelings. You are allowed to observe what is going on in your head so that you can take a moment. Now, it could be that that moment lasts a day. It could be that that moment lasts on and off for a week. But just acknowledge that this is a process that you're going to have to go through to get to the other side of it. So stage one is to acknowledge how you're feeling. Stage two is to start to unravel why you feel that way. So if that means you need to get a pen and a bit of paper out and you journal on it, then do that. If that means that you need to put it which I did my husband was downstairs and I just text him saying I'm feeling sad and then I literally listed everything that I was feeling sad about and he came straight upstairs and he was like oh um okay and I was like no 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 don't want to talk about it was just dumping it in a text to you and even that felt good just releasing it might have dumped it on his door a little bit but just releasing it to go I'm feeling sad and these are the things I'm feeling sad about allowed me to then start working on it on my own and unpicking it and I can sit in that discomfort and that observation mode you know all night if I need to but then getting into a headspace of going and this is the next space right this is the the the, the part three of what you need to do to turn it around and you need almost a series of questions 
to be able to support you with this. So one, am I allowed to be sad? Uh, A friend of mine got in touch to say that one of the things that she was meant to be taken off her vision board this week couldn't go ahead because she had COVID and she was feeling so sad about it and in such a grump about it and she'd cried and she'd got annoyed with her mom about it. And yet, even in that little voice note, she could tell me about five other things that had like manifest some huge things as well that had manifested for her but she was still sad she was annoyed that she was still sad about this one thing and having a question of am I allowed to be sad and just knowing that yeah you're allowed to be sad if something didn't work out and you're disappointed you're absolutely allowed to be sad you're allowed to cry about it it would be so weird (laughs) if all the tools I gave you made you unable to feel sadness you've got to be able to feel that sadness and be upset so that you can move on from it because if you bury that deep and go do you know what I'm not going to be sad about it and you bury it it's going to fester and then it's going to grow and by being sad about it what you're doing is you're doing the process to releasing that feeling so acknowledge if it's something that you're allowed to be sad about it The next few questions are going to really help. Now, if you've paused and you've had your sadness, fine. If that isn't something that you're allowed to be sad about and you've just got anxious thoughts, I want you to start thinking about other questions that you can ask yourself. So, can I do anything about it? What is my biggest fear surrounding this? When we have anxious thoughts, sometimes we want to just bury them deep and not acknowledge what our worst fear is. And it's something I do a lot with clients is to say, what is the worst thing that could happen here? Which sounds a bit weird because we're going down a route of this isn't what I want. But to acknowledge that actually, even if the worst thing happened, you could cope, but you need to unravel what that is. So what is my biggest fear? What is the worst outcome that could happen? And then I want you to almost have that, do you know what? Well, if this happened, this is what I would do. Because then you take the fear out of it. And that is really powerful. You've just taken the fear out of worst case scenario. And then it allows you to then start to focus on the better outcome. Other things that you can ask yourself about these anxious, stressful thoughts or the sadness that you're feeling is, is it true? Is my sad and anxious thought true? Is it relevant? Is it something I'm allowed to feel sad about? Like, I was still a little bit sad this week that... I still can't get the renovation done on the on the living room that I wanted to. And I've had the quote through from the joiner and it's going to be unreal when it's done. But I need to still find out whether my dog needs his operation because that's going to be a couple of grand. And it might be something that I have to put off. Now, I'm not good at this. I am not good at setting my mind to something and then not getting it straight away. And you might go, well, you're a bit of a spoiled brat, dude. But like I, if I set my mind to something and I think I want it and I've believed that I can get it and I've put the feelers out there and I've started to make a plan towards it, then I want it to happen tomorrow. You know, if I decide I want a new phone, I want to go and buy it that day. I've made the decision I want to go and do it. Like I'm quite impulsive. So if I've made a decision, I want it to happen tomorrow. So now that I know I have to put this off, I'm now really sad about it. And I've been sad about this on and off for a couple of weeks and I'm still haven't released it yet. 
So I've been doing some work around that and I've been asking myself, what difference would it make? And I've really been trying to lean into that. So I've had to ask myself a different question, like what difference would it make to your life if that renovation was done tomorrow? It doesn't really change anything. I'm just sitting in a different living room. Okay, so then is it worth my sadness? Is it worth that that mental space that it's taken up to be sad that I can't have the thing that I want because I'm so bloody impulsive? <laughs> no, well, that is something that I need to work on as a massive development area for me is that if I can't have something, I need to start to be able to manage my thoughts around that so I can section it off and almost move it to a different time scale. And that is going to take mental work on my part because I'm not used to that. I am used to be able to work around things and, and, and be impulsive. But it doesn't always serve me. So I know it's work that I need to do, but also it's showing up now <laughs> and causing me discomfort in my head. So I know I need to work on it. With anxious thoughts and going back to thought management, the other thing that you can ask yourself is, what do I want the outcome to be? And how can I start working towards it? And reframing is like super powerful. This is something that you learn as a basic coaching skill, is the ability to reframe something. So for example, if a a client comes to me and they worry that, I mean, this is a a broad one and you can narrow it down or make it bigger. If a client came to me and they said, I'm worried I'm just not very good at work, then I would be switching that round for them and saying, well, tell me what it would look like to be amazing at your job. So that's the reframe. So you turn it from the negative into a positive. Then when you have that end goal of what would it look like for me to be amazing at my job? You've then got actions you can take. That gives you back power. And that is what we're trying to do. It's like power over your thoughts, power over your actions, but more importantly, power over your energy as well. Because your energy comes first, your energy will start to lower. And then when that lowers, it starts to connect with your thoughts and you start to feel crap. And then when you feel bad, it then, you know, spirals and it just adds and adds and adds and adds and adds. So reframing is super, super powerful. So if you are, I don't know, if you're a coach listening to this and you're, or you want to be a coach even, and your head goes, but I'll never be successful as a coach, then I would be asking you, you need to start looking at what it takes to be successful and write that out. And then you have actions. You've got things that you can start working on. There are so many parts to the work that I do with clients to to carve that unbreakable mindset. And part one is to understand where those thoughts comes from, where the limiting beliefs come from. And then there's a ton of tools to support the thought management side of things. And I'll give, I've given you in this episode quite a few things that you can work on here. But if I was going to break it, like almost simplify it for you, it's acknowledging the thought understanding why you feel the way you do ask yourself if it is it relevant am I allowed to feel this way and then see what you can do to problem solve problem solving is huge because it gets you over the barrier and it starts to make you look towards the outcome that you desire 
I remember when I first started out in coaching and one of the quotes that I saw early on, and I think I might have even posted, was, you're allowed to have a breakdown, just don't unpack and stay there. And if we weren't doing this work, this amazing work on our thoughts and observing them and looking at what we need to do with those, then you're not growing, you're not moving forward and you're not learning anything. And that is key here because, you know, what I worried about last week was not what I used to worry about when I was 22. It's a different set of worries because I'm growing and it's a new thing. And, you know, know, I've got two, three businesses now. And so so my worries, my stresses are going to be different. And every time something comes up, if I just got anxious about it all the time, I would never move forward. But what I can do is go, right, I can acknowledge that I'm feeling a bit rubbish today and then I can do something about it. And if I needed to sit in the discomfort for a little bit longer and just process it, then that's what I'll do. But more than anything, it's about being kind to yourself and going, do you know what? Like, I'm allowed to feel a little bit sad but I'm going to move on from it. Tomorrow, I'm going to reset that and I'm going to look at what I can do and I'm going to look at how I can turn it around. And as you're listening to this, you'll know that gratitude is incredibly powerful for anchoring ourselves to a feeling of something good, of being grateful for something that has already happened. And I was going to put this in as something that you can do to help with the anxious, stressful thoughts. But I want you to be able to understand that that work needs to come first before you can switch to gratitude. It's not like somebody could say to you, in fact, you'll know, you'll know this feeling that if you were feeling sad, oh, but you've got so much to be grateful for. What are you sad for? Like that doesn't work, does it? (laughs) That's just going to make you feel worse. So if you feel like you're trying to force gratitude because of how you're feeling, remember you might need to process those thoughts first you know we can have an amazing life and amazing things can happen and we can be grateful for things that have happened on our vision board but if we're feeling sad we need to acknowledge those thoughts and those feelings it's like you know I've got a a five-year-old and if every time he was sad I just told him come on you don't need to be sad big boys aren't sad I'm not acknowledging his thoughts and his feelings and that's not going to help it's probably just going to make it worse But I could sit there and say to him, like, tell us what you're sad about. Why do you feel sad? Or why do you not want to go to this place? Rather than ignoring how he's feeling. And you probably do that yourself, you know? Like, you wouldn't ignore a friend and how they were feeling. You would ask more about it. You wouldn't do that with your children. So do that with yourself. Make sure you are asking yourself, why do you feel sad? What's going on? And you do that in such a gentle way that that you can start to have that lovely, fruitful, needed, grounding conversation with yourself. So go back over this episode, look at, uh, sorry, write down the questions that I've kind of suggested that you can ask yourself, but just allow that thought and that feeling to come. Don't panic because you can cope. I want you to acknowledge that no matter what life throws at you, you can cope, you absolutely, it doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through, 
We are all wired for struggle. We can cope with whatever life throws at us. You know, we can cope in a global pandemic. We can cope when somebody passes away. We can cope. But what you can't cope with is the thoughts that you are ignoring. So that is when sometimes it just needs attention. Oh, hope this landed just where it needed. And give me feedback. You know I'm always available um, in my messages on Instagram. And I have, oh, I've got a little favour to ask. I would love it if you could start sharing bearing in mind you get this free guys if you could start sharing my podcast with your friends if you feel like this would help them or share it on your Instagram share it on your stories I would love to increase the audience that this podcast goes to and I can only do that with your help so I'm asking you a favor guys if you can share my podcast with other people on your social media like follow subscribe comment whatever it is that you feel like you can do after this episode i would be forever grateful thank you so much for listening to the unbreakable mindset podcast with me your host jude don't if you have enjoyed this episode then please do share with others and it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate review follow and subscribe on your podcast app this will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences and if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly please visit judon'tcoaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes